0: welcome to daily living my name is shirley and here on daily living we focus on our daily walk with christ i refer to myself as an foc which is a follower of christ and just to go a little bit deeper it means that i strive daily to live my life according to the Holy Spirit's teaching of the scriptures and not by man's doctrine. So if you are a babe in Christ, or you're a Christian, and you wanna have a more deeper personal walk with God, you wanna go to another level in Him. Or maybe you've lost your way and you wanna find your way back into the Father's arms. Or maybe you're not a Christian at all, but you feel lost, you feel empty and everything else that you've tried just hasn't been working. If that's you, then you are in the right place. I pray that God uses me as a vessel to lead you to Jesus Christ, amen? In today's society, we are all subject to all types of belief system and views on the world around us. When we sit down with another person and discuss our belief system, oftentimes it seems like you're both of the same religious belief, the same principles, the same views on life. And that is until you bring up the name Jesus. The name That name is the name above every name. It changes everything. I've had had many conversations where I tried to explain to others of different belief backgrounds why our belief was different because Jesus was missing from it. John chapters 14, verses six read, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one can get to the Father except going through him. In this episode, we will discuss the door that all man must enter to access the Father and to earn the free gift of salvation. Now, before we begin, I like to look at the Word of God like it's a bowl of soup jumu. Soup jumu is a pumpkin soup that Haitians eat. And this soup is compacted with all type of root vegetables, pasta, macaronis, um, carrots, just all type of goodies. And the thing about that soup is many times you can not hardly see what's in the bowl unless you grab your spoon. And I like to think of the word of God, like it's a bowl of soup, a bowl of soup jumu. Where on the surface, it seems simple enough. But when you grab your spoon, which is the Holy Spirit, and you dig in, you realize there are much more knowledge, revelation. There's so much more information that we missed if we don't have that spoon. So beloved, grab your spoon, and let's dig in. Now, during my research for this episode, I came across many verses on doors. There were a a total of 180 in the Bible, and it was used as early as Genesis chapters four, verses seven. But in order for me to get to the point, I like to do some simple definitions because this allows us to look at one word and try to really go deeper and really understand what that actually means. Now, I know we all know what a door is, but I Googled, I wanted the definition because I wanted to break it down. We know that a door is a passageway and into another place, like going from outside to inside of a home. It's a barrier at the entrance of a building. My favorite definition that I found was the door is used to control the physical atmosphere within a space. It may be raining outside. It may be cold, it may be storming outside. But once I pass through that door, the inside, there's a different atmosphere. It is a mean of access as charged against one as being responsible. Because for going through the door you have to actively say within yourself that you're going to walk through that door so today we're not just talking about any door we are talking about the door to salvation the door to abundant life now salvation is Deliverance from all kinds of evil, whether material or spiritual. The act of saving. Preservation from destruction. The redemption of man from the bondage of sin. It's an act of saving us from death so that we may have life. Jesus said in John 10.10, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that we may have life and have it abundantly. There are many mentions of doors and gates in the word of God and many spiritual doors. All spiritual doors in our lives is an entry point a point of communication a passageway into another place another atmosphere however in this episode we are going to talk about two doors two specific doors one of the things that i like to look at in the old testament is learning about all the ways that the stories tells us about Christ a lot of times there are golden nuggets of foreshadowing of Christ in the Old Testament in Genesis chapter 6 we read about the instruction of God to Noah in preparing the ark verse 14 Reads, make for yourself an ark of gopher wood, make room in the ark and coat it with pitch inside and out. Now, while I was reading the word, or I should say, when I was reading the verse, the word that stuck out to me was pitch. The reason why. I like to look up random words because the Old Testament was first written in Hebrew. So many of the words have multiple meaning which help us to gain a deeper understanding of what God is trying to tell us. So according to the Strong's Concordance of the Bible, the word pitch here means a cover redemption the redemption price ransom a sum of money so what does that remind you of first corinthians chapter 6 verses 20 says for you were bought with a price so glorify god in your body romans chapters 3 verses 24 to 26 read and are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation for His blood. To be convinced by faith, this was to show God's righteousness, because in His divine forbearance, He has passed over former sin it was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just in justifier in the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus so we see here that this was Jesus that is because in his divine forbearance he had passed over former sins Jesus was not a direct descendant of adam and eve so he wasn't born into sin like we are he is blameless he is righteous so he was able to pass over former sin and it was to show his righteousness at the present time so jesus came to be a ransom for us. 1 Timothy chapters 2, verses 6 read, Who gave himself as a ransom for all people. This has now been witnessed to at the proper time. So you see, beloved, Jesus is the door. He is the first door that we are going to talk about. He is the door to salvation. He has saved us from death so that we can have life, everlasting life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Beloved, Jesus is the door. And the ark had only one way in. That was through one door. When we look at the story of Noah, what's fascinating about that story is there was one door and when everybody that ended up inside, that went through that door and was inside of the ark had life and the ones that were outside perished. So, the door is used to control the physical atmosphere within a space the difference between being inside and outside is literally life and death all that entered had life and all that was outside of the ark perished so when we look at the story of Noah's ark When I read the word about pitch and um, the dimensions, there are so many different things that pinpoints to Christ because Christ is that salvation, right? Because we said that Jesus is that door. So that door is another representation of being saved, of life, of salvation. John 1 1 says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. When we read on verse 14, it says, and the Word was made flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. Hallelujah. So we know that God, Jesus, is God. And he, he is the word of God. He is God and he was made flesh. Deuteronomy 32.4 says that he is the rock. His work is perfect. Psalms 118.22 says, The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. 1 Peter 2.4 says, Coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God in precious. So all of these are telling us that Jesus is also seen as a rock. Jesus is also known as being the rock, the rock of salvation, the cornerstone, the chief cornerstone. We see that here Jesus is God and Jesus is also referred to as a stone. He's referred to as a shepherd, the son of man, but we're focusing here on the fact that he is also referred to as a stone. Genesis 28 verses 10-12 to Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth, which is top reaching to heaven, and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. When you read on to verse 16 through 17, it says, When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Hallelujah. So here we see Jacob is leaning on, he went to sleep on a stone. It's not a coincidence, but when you read John 1 Jesus said, he then added, verily, verily, very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascend and descending on the Son of Man. He's talking about himself. So we saw Jesus, Jesus is a door. The Noah's Ark was a representation, a type of Jesus Christ that brought salvation to whoever went through him. And the very first verse that we talked about the, the, the verse said we had to go through Christ. It says, Jesus, John fourteen six. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We have to go through him. So we know Jesus is a door. We also know that Jesus is the chief cornerstone. And now we see that Jacob went to sleep on a stone and had a dream where he saw the angels ascending and descending. And it was the gate of heaven. Amen. So we said, Jesus is a door, the gate to God, to an open heaven. Now, earlier on, we said that we would only focus on two doors. We've identified the first one. We know it's Jesus. It is the door to salvation, the door to everlasting life. Now, let's focus on the second door. The way this works is that there is a door to our hearts. And we too have to open this door because Revelation chapters 3 verses 20 reads, Listen, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and have dinner with him and he with me. Hallelujah. So there is a door to our hearts. Jesus will come and start knocking on that door. And when he starts knocking, we have to let him in. We need to listen and we need to let him in when he starts knocking. There are so many of us, there are so many out there that Jesus is knocking on your door right now. You know it, you sense it, Because I truly believe that the spirit knows its creator. So when the creator starts calling you, you may not understand how you know, but you know. You may not fully comprehend how you know, but you know. There are so many of us, so many out there where Jesus is just tugging at your heart. He is knocking and he's asking you to let him in most of looking to feel complete by a significant other we're we're looking for something to fulfill us we are we were created by him and for him so when we don't have him you are going to feel empty you're going to be looking see the world tells us we are most of the time we're looking for love we're looking for love in from friends from our peers Um, we're looking to be accepted by them Um, we're looking for romantic love because we think that's going to bring us happiness but that is the way the world looks at it the bible says that god is love so the love that you're actually looking for is god he's the one that you are actually looking for. Not to say that there's anything wrong with wanting to have a significant other and looking for acceptance. There's nothing wrong with it unless you take it to the extreme. But a lot of times that missing piece that we have on the inside of us is the love that only God can give us. That is what we're missing. And so in order for this process to work, we first have to open our door. He comes to us first because he first loved us before we ever even knew him. He loved us. So he will come and knock on your door and you just have to let him in. John, First John chapters 3 verses 16 read. By this we know love that he laid down his life for us. Hallelujah. What God you know, leave his throne to come and sacrifice himself so that he can save what he created himself. We can't create our own self, he is the creator. We have life because of him, but he left his throne to come and save us so that we can have life through him amen what a wonderful god a faithful god that we have a powerful god a mighty god that we have john chapter 17 verses 23 says i in them and you in me that they may be perfect in unity so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them, even as you have loved me. This is Jesus speaking. So what am I saying in all of this? We said that Jesus is the door. Jesus is the living stone there is a story in the Old Testament where Moses, apart in the when they when the Israelites were in the wilderness, where God instructed Moses to strike on a rock or speak to the rock, I believe he said. And the rock, Moses actually striked on the rock on the rock, and water just came out gushing out of it. Living water. We know that Christ is that living water. Right? Noah's Ark is a type of Christ. We said that, you know, you walk through the door and you get salvation. And um, so what we're getting at is when you open yourself up to Christ, when he knocks on your door and you open yourself up to Christ, he enters into you and he starts to do some work in you. You're not yet saved, but he starts to open your eyes to some things. He starts to, you know, give you some revelation. He starts to change some things, change some habits in you. He starts to, you know, um, introduce himself and have you um, really understand who he is. And for people, you know, the, the process is different some longer than others, some immediate and others, it takes a little time. And um, through that process, what happens is, now we start knocking on His door. When you start knocking on God's door, He now will open the door and you will go into Him. So he enters into you, and you enter into him. And the word that we read is said that in the story of First um, John, chapters one, verses fifty-one, says that Jesus said that you will see the angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man. And the story of Jacob, Jacob saw. The 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 stair the stairways that was up in the angels ascending and descending on that rock, and we know that Jesus is the rock, and Jesus confirms it in John 1 51 where he says that you will see the angels ascending and descending on me, the Son of Man. Amen. So what happens? We know that John 14, 51 says, Believe me, I am in the Father. in the Father in me. When we accept Christ and we go through his door of salvation, we then have the living stone inside of us. We then have this door that is inside of us we then have this living water inside of us. The Bible says that once you drink of this water, you shall thirst no more. So you will be fully completed with Christ. So what did John 1 tells us? Angels both John 1:51 and in the story of Jacob, we saw that there are angels that ascend indecent off of the rock. So what do you think happens when you have the gate, when you have the door, then the stone inside of you, angels ascend indecent on Christ that it lives inside of you. Hallelujah. So Christ is inside of you. He lives in you and you live in him. You live through him. You have to go through him to get to the father. So he lives in you and you live through him. Hallelujah. So that means that if you have that, what did the word said? That angels will ascend and descend. You have an open heaven. You have access. We said the door was a passageway. It was an access point. It was a a passageway to a different atmosphere. Hallelujah. So that means that when uh, when you enter in Christ, when you go through Christ, when you start living through in Christ, what happens is you become the gate. You become that stone. That stone lives in you. Jesus says, greater works you shall do. It's because God is going to do these work through you because now you are a vessel, you are open, you are a door, you are a gate. Not because of you, of anything that you've done, but because of your connection, your communication with Christ, because Christ lives in you and He is the door. This is the reason why we have a light to shine. That song that says, this little light of mine I'm going to let it shine. That light comes because of Christ. And it comes because Christ lives in us. And now we can go and shine that light on the world, on a fallen world, in a dark, darkened world. This was an amazing revelation for me because um, the word of God says that in the story of um of Jacob was that the heavens opened up. There was an open heaven. He said, How awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. And John: 151 says, very, very truly I tell you, you will see heaven open. So that narrow, that gate, these angels, this stairway, happens on Christ. Christ is the connection. Christ is the passageway to God. Because God lives in Christ, <laughs> Hallelujah. John chapters fourteen verses twenty says, "In that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you and me, and I in you." And then John fourteen eleven says, "Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me." It may sound. A little confusing but just know that God went into Christ and Christ went into God and he does the same thing with us we he comes into us and we have to go into him and that's how it works but when we go into Christ it is the passageway for it for us to get to God because God is in Christ. So when we look at the story, um, the ev- how the tabernacle was created, there was only one door into the Holy of Holies. There was only one entry into the Holy of Holies. And then once you went through that, once you went through that, you were in the presence of God. And now we can get in the presence of God through Christ. And in Him, we can have everlasting life. Romans chapters 8, verses 10 to 11 says, And Christ lives within you. So even through your body, even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ from the dead, He will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. How powerful is that? With Christ living in us, God can use us to restore the life of others, to heal the life of others, to bless the life of others. Because we, when we have Christ in us, we have an open heaven. We have direct access to God. We have an open passageway to God. we have salvation, we have life, everlasting life, abundantly, the word says, because Jesus is the way, the truth in the life. So why is it different in the belief system? Why? Why? Anytime I speak with someone that omits or try to diminish the name of Jesus Christ, and they don't understand why our belief system is different, is because there's only one way to God. There's only one passageway. There's only one access to God. And that is the door of Jesus Christ. And when we go through that door, that door is a control for the physical atmosphere within a space so when we go through that door we enter into we enter into a different atmosphere we enter into a god atmosphere amen we enter into the presence of the living god the living father Hallelujah. So you if you're not going through Christ just like the people in the with the story of Noah, whoever did not enter on that ark perished. So today, if you know that God has been knocking, he has been knocking, he has been waiting. He's right out your at your door, the door of your heart. And he has been waiting for you to open it up. And you are ready to say, Lord, I'm ready to open that door up. I'm, I'm going to stop running away. Stop trying to take matters into my own hands. If you are ready and you say that, You want to go through that door. You want to go through the door of salvation. Why don't you say this prayer with me? Dear God, I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe Jesus Christ is your son. I believe that he died for my sin and that he was raised from the dead and ascended into heaven and is alive today. I choose to follow, obey and accept your son, Jesus Christ, as my Lord and savior from this day forward. Guide my life and help me to do your will. I pray this in Jesus mighty name. Amen. If you've said this prayer, With all of your heart, I want to welcome you to the family. You have been saved. I would advise you to look for a Bible teaching church so you can start doing your studies and find some Christian FOCs to help you to grow in your walk in Jesus name. Well, beloved, I pray that this was able to bless you as it has blessed me and until next time.